0: This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. I told you on uh, on Slack I was a bit naughty with my one of my Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. Heather's dad sent a, an Amazon voucher for. I didn't. Re- I didn't. Didn't realize there was going to be the voucher in the card until I'd opened the card. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Um, and then I kind of thought, well, I do need something off of Amazon that is basically the exact value <laughs> of this voucher. Um, yeah, suffice to say, it's been redeemed. Um, so now I'm a proud owner of a gaming mouse. <laughs> <laughs> For
1: your gaming laptop.
0: My gaming laptop that I didn't buy to game on, but I seem to be doing a lot of gaming on it, but that's fine. <laughs>
1: It's a good mouse, <laughs> so. <Awesome. laughs> really happy with it. <laughs> it's so you, one of these, you, like... Have you've been Counter-Striking.
0: Yeah, I've been doing quite a bit. I, I won my first uh my first match last night, believe it or not. Excellent. Heather went out for a night out with um some of her friends for like a, you know, to a posh hotel for a dinner. Yeah. So I was like, well, what does that leave me doing? Uh, so <laughs> played a played a bit of Counter-Strike. It's, uh, it's it's odd. Um I I just feel really guilt ridden whenever I play it. I really enjoy myself but I just feel so guilty. And I, I, I've gotta I've gotta shift that somehow. I've gotta okay. I've gotta figure this out. It's bizarre. Uh, I yep. guess it's because I'm not doing any iOS stuff.
1: Yes, it sort of feels like you bought it for work and it's not being used for work.
0: Not yet at least. I mean what I'm telling yeah. myself at the minute is that well it's Christmas holidays kind of for me, so I'm just gonna not do any stuff anyway. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. I've been really up and down this week, just like with this laptop. I told you about the whole ghosting thing yeah. on the screen that kinda of set me off sort of mid to early this week. Um I was certain I was gonna send it back on
1: Yeah, you sounded like you were going to
0: Monday I was like, you know, this has got to go. I can't I can't spend this level of money and for this to be happening. And I felt really angry. and Do you think it's kind of buyer's remorse almost? No, no, because it's such a good laptop. <laughs> and I really <laughs> like it. Like, what's not to like? It's got like an 8-core i9, 32 gig of RAM. Like, this is everything I've always wanted in a, in a laptop. But then I read some stupid article on the internet about, like, don't buy the MacBook Pro 16-inch because the screen ghosts. And I was like, oh, I don't recall seeing any screen ghosting. I'll just drag this window around and see if it does it. And I was like, oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. and i couldn't unsee it uh yeah so i i got in touch with apple support sent them a little video of them doing it and i was like hey is this normal like have i got a dud or are they all like it kind of thing yeah Uh, and they they were really good to be fair to them like really good i did like the online chat thing um which is nice now because they've got the apple support ios app which kind of almost like iMessage, you can just close the app and then it dings at you, like you're receiving an iMessage and you just jump back into the conversation. Oh, that's so it's cool. not like not like some of the online ones where if you shut the window, it's like, the chat has now been ended and you've got to start all over again with a completely new representative and retell the whole story, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so two thumbs up for that. Uh, but they were like, they said, can you show us a video of it? So I sent them a little video. They sent me a URL to upload it to. Yep. And... The, they kind of went quiet for five or ten minutes and they said, oh, we just need to look at it and stuff. And they were like, we uh, have had one of the hardware specialists look at it and, yeah, that is in line with what we'd expect for this this device. Um, mm-hmm. So they don't consider it a fault. And I, I can kind of see their position. And yep. I've still got the return window of January the 8th because the it's been extended. The typical two weeks you normally get because of the holidays, it's... January the 8th, which is quite a long way away yet, even still. Yeah. So, yeah, earlier this week I was kind of like, well, I'm not happy, but I can't do anything about it yet just because busy Christmas week and all that stuff. I'll live with it through Christmas and see how I feel at the end of it. Um, Yeah. And now I'm feeling pretty good about it, actually. I'm kind of like, you know what? I know I've kind of been going on about this machine for so long, I've almost in my head it has to be this completely perfect, faultless thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, nothing's perfect, is it? Nothing's faultless. Everything's got something that's yeah, um,
1: yeah. There's usually something with, that you could say could be better.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not bad, like not really bad. I mean, I was, if you drag a window in a certain way and you get the speed just right, it's really obvious. But if you're just using it normally, like flicking windows around and scrolling down web pages, you know, I don't know how you normally use it, but I'm, I'm kind of like quite jumpy when I scroll and when I move windows. It's okay. not like really smooth pans. It's like, get that over there and quickly scroll down and click over there and everything's like... And when you're using it like that, you wouldn't notice it at all. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you go to the doctor and say, Doctor, it hurts when I move, move my arm like this. And then the doctor would say, oh, don't move your arm Stop like Stop moving then. your arm like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in a way I'm almost making it... I was kind of doing it to prove that yes, it could do it, and then that made me angry that it was doing it. But it's like, well, you never actually do, do this in real life, so
1: no. And that'll be the angle they're coming coming at it from as well, is that this just isn't really a problem in normal use?
0: Yeah, I mean, even this external monitor I've got. Yeah, granted, it's a bit old, and even that does it a little bit. And yeah, this was this was like a five or six hundred pound monitor when it was new. Um, it's it's a laptop screen at, at the end of the day. Looking at YouTube, uh, one guy did a really good video that addressed it quite well. And uh, yeah, he kind of said that, to be honest, they've all been doing this since 2016. Right. Um, It's getting a bit more attention now because there's not really much else to complain about with the device. And I was (laughs) like, well, yeah, it's actually probably quite true when you think about it because beforehand it was thermal throttling, overheating, keyboard failing. Yeah,
1: there's been something every year in one way or another.
0: Yeah. So I think I just needed to calm down, basically. Yeah. Um, I've been quite stressed. This laptop has caused me an unusual amount of stress, considering that it should be like a a happy purchase and a happy time. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that is, probably because I've been sort of, it's been bigged up in my head so much. Yeah. That anything that just even so much as hints that it's not quite right kind of just sets me off. It's been kind Uh of compounded, I think, by the fact that I'm not really sure what I'm doing ios dev wise at the minute as well yeah so like i said to you on slack i think i don't know whether i'm just sort of projecting all of this onto this laptop sort of all my uncertainty and not sure what i'm up to whether i'm just picking fault with the laptop to try and take myself away from that or whatever i I don't know (laughs) um
1: Uh so i'm trying to have a
0: good trying to have a think over this christmas really as to like what what am i doing like where where am i going what what's the plan kind of thing. Cause at the minute I've got this fantastic tool that I'm so lucky to have. Um, and I don't want it to go to waste. I don't want it to just be something that I mess around on and play counter strike on. I mean, at the minute I'm doing that cause I'm goofing off cause I'm on my Christmas holidays, if you like, and that's yeah. fine. Still feel guilty about it. I don't know why that is, but you know, I, I just need to get over myself maybe, but, um, hmm. yeah, going into January, February, I want to have a bit more of a plan because I think I'm at serious risk here of sitting here this time next year with you and really not being any further forward than I am today.
1: Okay. So it feels to me like you've not yet made it um, a, a working environment. That's the vibe I'm kind of getting is that that um, like you may have installed some, some stuff and, and it's probably got Xcode on there already but I'm not sure whether you've really kind of set it up in sort of a and now I'm going to do some work kind of thing if 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 you get me um, which probably only really happens when you've actually got a specific task that you were after achieving or something you were trying to learn and because you've not gone at it with that then you've not had that moment so I don't know I feel like a working machine to me only really feels bedded in after it's had a a full day's worth of work on it in one way or another, whether that's sort of following tutorials or or trying to build something specific. Um, because then you sort of find out like what you haven't installed or yeah, X, Y, and Z things not there. Um, you know, you find those bits or you find those moments where it's like, oh, I've gone to do that. And it's like, you know, five times quicker than I remember or whatever. So it comes alive at that point.
0: So
1: I think, I think you, you need that right. moment.
0: Yeah, I think I just need to figure out what on earth I'm going to build. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just kind of feel like I've lost my mojo a little bit. Like I'm just a little bit lost at the minute. I don't know where where I'm going, I don't know where I'm headed. Up until a few days ago, I was reasonably certain that sort of once Christmas is out of the way and things are back to normal, I was going to sort of go all in on, on developing Read List, like my RSS reader, because now I've got the machine to do it. Christmas is all done and dusted. It's like it's time now, yeah. Um yep. and then those Max stories um awards really threw me off my game because they highlighted Reader 4. Okay. And I started looking at I knew it was um out. And I thought I'd sort of read about it briefly, but then the, the way they were talking about it is like crikey That's basically what I'm trying to build. So it's kind of made me doubt the whole like validity of even of even bothering. Yeah. Like am I just building something that already exists? Because um, like one of the big selling points of, of Readlist was going to be like the integrated Read It Later service, um, which syncs via iCloud and that is exactly what Reader 4 does. Um
1: So so yeah, you're sort of looking and, and seeing it like well that's almost already done.
0: Sort of. Um I started digging in a bit more last night. You know, reader for and and a lot of other RSS readers. I I still think they kind of lean towards that um, technical audience. In that, yep. you know, what RSS is, and in a lot of cases, it seems it seems that you know, like an RSS backend service is kind of assumed. And you're know, like, you use something like Feedbin. You can do it. So you just use RSS on the device, but then you just sort of siloed to that device. Like it would sync between an iPad and an iPhone, for example. Yeah. Uh, so I started looking into it, and Feedbin is that's five bucks a month for Feedbin. Hmm. Reader 4 is five bucks on iOS and 10 on macOS. So your first year is going to cost you 75 bucks to, to go that route. So there's okay. potentially a price void I can fill. If I make something that doesn't need any kind of RSS back-end service, but still syncs, and also compete on price, not that I'm a fan of competing on price out of the gate, because I think you need to kind of stand your ground a little bit and be like, no, actually, this is good and it's worth money. Yep. But still, I think I can do a lot better than 75 bucks for the first year, (laughs) even if I do some kind of subscription model, you know? Um, And I started looking at, I thought, well, maybe Feedbin's just expensive. So I started looking at the other backends. Uh, Feedly, six dollars a month. Right. So it's even more. Um, I'm that's sure the lowest. Using
1: Feedly for for free.
0: You can use it for free, but you're capped at a hundred sources. Oh, okay. Uh, Feed Wrangler, See. nineteen dollars a year. Feed HQ, twelve dollars a year. So they're all money. Yep. And if you want to integrate mm. it with Pocket as a read it later service, obviously Pocket's free. But if you want the the nice paid version, that's thirty five ninety nine a year.
1: So sort of showing a bit about how the market's shaken out since um, Google Reader died, I think, which is an element of sort of power users and people that understand the tech and services that probably have to charge that much because that's where the balance is in terms of them actually making enough money to survive and support the service is at.
0: Yeah, and the type of and audience that's even going to consider paying five bucks a month for an RSS backend service is kind of like a bit of a technical audience
1: yeah the only thing it's really the thing it's doing at that point is kind of preventing you from building your own it's sort of saving you from yourself as a dev i think because the temptation is to sort of go i could build that um and then you know if there's a service that sort of does it but caters to you in a technical way and it's like five dollars a month it saves you that time i guess is is perhaps even where some of it comes in
0: sure but then every single user's paying $5 a month so to be a user of it mm-hmm. you need to be a probably like a technical user to even first of all found yourself to a web page that is trying to sell you an rss backend service yep like, yeah but
1: th- this is this is what i mean is it's like you know you you're the the type of people who are using these services are also the type of people who could build them to a degree or right. think about doing that yeah okay yeah so I sort of feel like it's probably quite a technical audience.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I've always said all along that that's kind of... I mean, you know, if they want to use my app, that's fine, but it's not the kind of audience I'm necessarily going to want to target. Yeah. Um, kind of take the RSS idea, but apply it to a kind of more of a generic newsreader kind of angle that a, a you know, non-technical user could get behind. Um. So yeah, I'm so, I'm feeling a little bit better about it now. And then I started thinking like Overcast and Castro, basically the same apps. They exist side by side. Yeah. Even the default podcast app. I mean, you could argue there's not an awful lot wrong with that. I mean, sure, it's not perfect. So yeah. is there even a need for Overcast and Castro? But they seem to do very well.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. And 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 it's it's about you know that there is a market there. I think is what all of these things sort of prove.
0: Yeah, and for me, like, I've landed on Castro because, for me, it, it just kind of fits the, the mental model of how I kind of triage and interact with podcasts. And some people don't really dig how that works and they prefer overcast and, you know, fine. So I wonder whether yeah. there's an element of that I could apply in that, yeah, sure, feature for feature on paper, it looks the same, but they feel different.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there is something there. Um, that That's how... I think you could differentiate something in the same space as as these other readers. Are, are you sure that it's it's this app that you want to be be spending time on, though?
0: I don't know. <laughs> this is what I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be having a big think about over this 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 break because, like, now is the time to be having these discussions with myself. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other option is to pick up where I left off with the. With Project Synapse, if you remember that from a a long while ago, it's kind of like a to-do list slash notes slash time tracking app that I kind of pitched and got some level of interest for. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, do I do that or do I do read list? I guess my problem is is I don't know which one to choose and I kind of just feel paralyzed. I need to make a decision because I can't just sort of stay in paralysis for the next six months. Be like, oh, no. which one do I build? And then like six months goes by and it's like, well, I built neither. And you know. Uh I feel I feel like what I want to achieve with Readlist requires to make it properly good for regular users, I feel like it's going to need quite a big back end component to yep. really make it good. Uh that puts me off. In some ways, a because it means having to build and maintain a backend, which isn't the greatest as far as I'm concerned. Uh, secondly, it's almost like you've created yourself a bit of a job as like a, an editor and content curator, which is, again is not a job I'd particularly. If I saw that job advertised, I wouldn't apply for it. put it that way, uh, signups on the other hand won't need any of that. It's yep. all like iOS. It can. It can be good on the mac could be good on the ipad good on the iphone could even i've even got uses on the on the apple tv and the apple watch that i could think of like genuine things i could put on those platforms that could be good in yep. the context of that app so where where i've landed i i think i think it's probably going to be sign apps. okay if i'm being so honest but i go on i've, I've go got on. a kind of qualify that um, by saying that the big challenge I think at the minute is being able to get kind of the the note taking element right and and get it how I want it to be so I'm going to start there and try and get that bit cracked because the way I want to be able to like drop in images and pencil kit support and that's going to be like the heart of it so I'm going to try and build that first Without any of the other apps surrounding it, and if I can nail it, then I'll I'll build it out. But without that, there is no app. If you see what I mean.
1: Okay, so that's the core of the app.
0: Yeah, um, I'm
1: thinking this through, and I'm wondering um, a couple of things. What one is that? The, that sounds like that's a good approach in terms of if you're going to build, you know, anything, go for something that you can distill down to um, to a core component um and trying to think about how you can sort of do that in stages so you've got like a um if you think of all of this as sort of being like version version 1 yeah um and you know anything that's outside of that core note taking capability is is hypothetical version 2 3 or 4 yeah you know, sort of out there on the roadmap and it then where where and when you do those other things probably doesn't matter at this stage right the idea is about just getting version one out of the door and having something that people can use um but within that the other side of the approach that i would like strongly recommend that you take is to sort of distill that down to um your top priorities within that core note-taking feature so like uh, i think to sort of think that through i would sort of say well you've got perhaps a basic kind of note entry where it's just using um, a a text field and, you know, a text view or whatever and you're inputting via keyboard. And around that, you're going to have another mechanism in terms of how those notes are presented to you, how you access that original input sort of screen and the rest of the structure of the app. So you kind of make, like, target one is just getting that bit nailed. You know, without any adding pictures or... Um, pencil input or anything like that. Um, just get something down that that is um, as as kind of slick as it can be, without going any deeper than just just entering text. Because then that way, I can, what I guess I can kind of see coming if you're not careful, is that it becomes about um, about learning the sort of um, the guts underneath all of it and your your time then becomes about kind of doing the, the image entry, doing the pencil entry, and it never really becomes about building something that people can just use. There's a potential there for sort of that rabbit hole, you know, to be all about getting those other bits working. Whereas if you kind of go hard out for just getting the structure of the app sorted and a nice entry just using text and that's your sort of first immediate goal, you're potentially going to get that to a position where you've got um, probably a very basic app still, but something that you can give to other people on test flight and have them play with and use and give you feedback around the interface at the same time as you can then go after these other bits, if you see what I mean. So go after just making it really good at that, that one immediate thing, because that's the bit where you can potentially get it to a position where other people can play with it. And then you get their feedback and that perhaps helps you sort of hone hone in on what the final sort of product ends up being. Um, so I'm not saying don't do those things as version one. I'm just saying kind of maybe split off the, um, the most straightforward kind of part of it so that you've got a version 0.1 that you can give to a test user base.
0: Yeah, my only concern would be almost trying to, do it the other way, and getting the images and the pencil kit stuff done first is that it proves that once you've sort of cracked that nut, that you can go off and do the other stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you do the other stuff first, and then you hit that bit, and it's like, oh god, you yeah, um, know, and you hit a wall, does that other stuff been like a waste? I guess that's quite uh, a pessimistic view to take in that I'll just get there and won't be able to do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um,
1: so I think you have to sort of believe well. Um, if you get there and those other things want doing, you will learn how to do it. You'll pick that up. Um, and, you know, if you've got there and you've got user feedback and you've had that sort of interaction, that's going to spur you on. Um, yeah. so, so you'll get there with a different energy, if you like. Whereas uh, what I can kind of see happening is if you front load an awful lot of um, of learning then you, the potential for you to just sort of go down that rabbit hole and, and grind your gears in that space is quite high. You know, the potential to sort of pop up in six months' time and sort of be like, I'm still kind of learning how to link all these bits together. That's there. And you could be there without having had that sort of user feedback and um, and kind of broader testing of just the general idea of the app. Yeah, that's um, a very good point. I don't know, That that's kind of kind of my take on it and, uh, and you know you've got to do what works for you as well rather than you know necessarily just taking taking anything I've said as rip but, but I would sort of say if you can split it off in those kind of manageable chunks and think about the ways where y- your first priority is just getting something that somebody else can play with and give you yeah. some feedback um, because it, that is really where stuff gets tested I mean when I, I built GoVJ I went hard out after all of the um the engine that underpins it and the mixing engine. And it's this I mean like I build it differently today, but it's it's this entire stack that uses OpenGL, uh shaders, A V foundation to grab the video frames off of the videos, and it's this, this fairly complicated beast. And I went and focused on that, and my first UI was an absolute crock of shit. Sorry. (laughs) It was. It really was. (laughs) Because my focus had been on on the engine, and I hadn't put it in front of somebody else to to use at all. And so I, I, I could forgive this UI that I built because I knew where everything was. And then the first time I put it in front of somebody else to play with who knew a bit about design in ux they kind of paused afterwards and i was like oh yes is my special app that does all this that and the other and then they paused and sort of said it's technically really good but that's not ready to go into the app store and that absolutely floored me at the time you know i had this whole sort of moment of like really you know i was thinking about releasing next month and i was cross and i had a bit of a you know kind of stompy walk back to to my car because we've met up in the city and you know and i had to sort of stop and kind of think and go well actually they're right and then i ended up rebuilding the app um yeah rebuilding the ui and focusing on that for a couple of months before i was anywhere near being able to sort of think about releasing it and and it was better for that um so I guess I kind of feel like if I kind of tried to nail some of that structure first and kind of done a bit of sort of basic testing, I might have sort of saved myself a bit of um, a bit of that sort of go around.
0: Yeah, I think what you said makes a lot of sense. Now I've sat and thought about it. Um, just the whole thing about like, will I get there and not be able to do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just kind of testament to how I feel. In j- I feel like I've just kind of like, my confidence is just massively knocked at the minute. mm mm-hmm. Um, like I say I've just like lost my mojo is the best I don't even know what I'm building I don't know where I'm going I don't even know if I'll be able to do it yeah um, like I don't know maybe that's why I've been playing Counter-Strike and kind of avoiding it just because it's kind of like a little safe zone though I don't have to think about it um, almost like if I don't try I can't fail Yeah. is part of it Like I'm not sure if I can take another failure with regard to this because it's like I've been trying for years now with Mm -hmm. the App Store and making apps, and nothing's really come of it. So, yeah. Could this be the culmination of, like, you know, could this be, like, everything I've learned coming together, maybe? Or could it be, I don't know, another one that (laughs) doesn't do so well?
1: I think that's another reason why I would recommend you kind of go for, like, um, an MVP inside of an MVP, almost, that sort of version 0.1 because getting that feedback and getting people playing with something, it it shortens the the amount of effort in terms of um, them finding out, like I did with with GoVJ, hang on a second, you've gone down completely the wrong path with this bit. And so it's not about like you think you're going to fail, but it's about like if you are going to fail, you shorten the amount of time before you can then sort of go, okay, we'll change it. Or, okay, let's do something else, if you yeah. see what I mean. Um, Fail fast. Yeah, I guess so. Sounds um, like some
0: kind of medium blog post, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does a bit. Um, but, but there is some truth underneath some of these ideas.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I, I think there's, um, I guess, this caution to be had as, as a developer rather than necessarily a sort of product designer or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, the tendency is going to be that you want to go after the thing that's technically interesting rather than going after the thing that is the the product so kind of looking for for sort of shorter cycles where you can put something in front of somebody else it kind of tempers that 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 tendency to sort of you know go off after the the technical thing and, and still not deliver an app yeah um so I, I don't know. I feel like if you if you do this though, it could be an approach that gives you um gives you enough energy and momentum, you know, behind something as well. So that then that sets sets you up for success uh, because you've had that feedback or you know where it's going. You can kind of see what works for people and what doesn't work for people. Um, or it might be that you reach a dead end and you sort of go, well, actually this one doesn't work. Uh, but at least maybe you know before you're sort of too far into. In, into doing it all
0: yeah yeah i think yeah yeah i think you're probably right so yeah i'm gonna have a good think over i mean what are we recording now what's even the date the 22nd today yeah so before christmas this will come out after christmas but i'm just gonna take this time and uh have a good think. i know I'm, I'm sort of talking now like i'm gonna go and build what project signups was um yep but nothing's set in stone really as far as i'm concerned at, at, at the minute i need to have a good good word with myself over this uh this Christmas break and yeah try and try and come back with a with a, with a plan because I think that's what I feel like I'm lacking I'm lacking a plan I'm lacking direction um yep yeah F- feeling very odd at the minute I'm feeling very odd I've got to be honest so I want to kind of get into next year and feel like I've got a bit of, bit of purpose and a bit of yeah something to aim for you know yeah
1: yeah, I can appreciate that. And I'm feeling kind of similar in some ways with, with my own indie app development. I, I sort of feel like uh, 2019's been good in that I put s synth out into the world and, and that was a, a good experience. Uh, but GoVJ's not had an update, uh, not to speak of anyway. And I sort of feel like, well, I need to make some decisions there. Am I actually pursuing this? Am I Am I going to do something else? Do I need to think about sort of sunsetting it if I'm not doing it? Uh, I think the answer is no. And I am actually I'm kind of working on the rebuild at the moment. But part of what I feel like I've got to think through is similar in a sense of uh, I need to think broader in that what is it that I want to have as an indie app developer in two years' time, three years' time, four years' time? What does that look like? What does it look like where I could actually be be kind of almost earning a living off of this sort of stuff, or what? Ha- what does that actually look like? And I have no real grip on that at the moment. It's it's just kind of, you know, I'm going to put things that I find fun into the app store. Well, that's that's okay, but it's um, it wasn't the intended goal. If you like, I think I started out out with all of this way back when with a kind of goal of this is going to be my job. Um. So, I kind of feel like I need to rethink and, and figure all of that side of stuff out. Uh, so, I don't know, it's similar in that sense. I've got, I've got to regroup and have a bit of a use this holiday space to sort of figure a few things out. Um, one thing I'm thinking about doing that I think could be helpful for you as well, Dave, is actually sitting down, pad and, pad and pen, and then challenging myself on, you know, maybe five or ten minute blocks to sort of come up with some sort of basic app idea and it's kind of like the challenge is is you scribble as much about it as possible you know write some draw some wireframes or whatever it is you know get something down on the paper and then the clock ticks 10 minutes has passed or whatever you turn the page and you do another one (laughs)
0: oh <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds frightening and dangerous because i'm gonna yeah. build all of them
1: <laughs> well this is the thing because then the idea is to do that for like you know maybe an hour and you've got five or six of these things down um and then to just sort of sit on it for a day and then come back and have a look through them and sort of see if anything really feels like it's got legs or not um But I think the reason I'm thinking about this as an idea is actually to stop myself from... from What happens to me is I I get one idea, it overly inflates in my head as to what it's possible to achieve or what it's going to do, or there's some technicality inside of it that's really attractive to me. And then all other ideas sort of fall away. And really all that's really happening is I'm getting enjoyment about sort of pursuing the idea. So I'm kind of wondering if I kind of try and do this more in a sort of rapid fire and come up with a few different ideas, whether I can hone in on something that's really got legs because I can compare them against each other then as well and and sort of, you know, maybe even do a bit of basic kind of market research as well, look at what else is out there for them as a sort of secondary thing after I've got them down. Uh, Mm. Just to try and be a bit, bit broader but a bit more considered with stuff as well.
0: I had a notepad made a few years ago that um, basically just has a load of like iPhone shaped squares on it. Yep. Um, and I would do very much the same, um, but I haven't done that in so long. I said, "Yeah, it's a really good idea. I should revisit that."
1: I think it it might get you out of um, out of the headspace where you're just kind of looking at, at kind of established ideas and going, "Well, of course, I'm just going to go and do that as well." I mean, even even if you know you you get a load of ideas down, you circle around and you're building. A project sign apps anyway. You probably come into it sort of like with an idea of a few other things you could do, or even bits of other apps that you could then integrate into that idea as well.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, because at the minute I feel like it's option A or option B. Yeah. I haven't even considered that there could be another one, which is probably just as well (laughs) in some ways. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, that could be an interesting exercise. though nevertheless,
1: yeah. And, and and I think for me, my focus will be to come up with ideas that are um, are actually quite small, you know, almost sort of single screen apps or single feature apps, uh, because again, that's about it, it, it keeping it within a size that I could reasonably consider I could do. And one of the great things about Airsynth this year was that it was a small enough idea that I was able to get it out the door. You know, if if I'd been sort of trying to achieve something that was a bit more, um, a bit more involved, then I, I wouldn't have got it out the door. So, you know, in that sense, it was it was very successful. It's a basic app; that's fine. Uh, but the experience of just shipping something again and getting into that space was was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I felt like it did you good.
1: Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, and I want to have at least one more of those sort of in twenty twenty. So yeah i'm kind of looking for that even if you know that's i'm building out go vj2 and that's going to take me all year but i've got this smaller idea that's going to kind of come in um and perhaps give me something i can release in the middle of the year yeah yeah you know, that might be one approach
0: mm. yeah. sounds like we both need to have a good think, doesn't it i think I so <laughs> not particularly christmas, cheery episode though. is it? actually <laughs> yeah. The, the christmas episode like we both don't like christmas and we're not really sure what we're up to <laughs>
1: But, you know, I'll enjoy Christmas Day. I'll enjoy chilling out and and spending family time. And at some point between there and maybe even this time next week when we record again, I'll have done some of the thinking. Yeah, Um, true. And I'll feel better for doing that as well. So, yeah, I think it's, it's perhaps more cheerful than it sounds
0: okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that'll help us reach even more like-minded people Um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfr podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you
1: you can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, that's RoboHeads spelt with a Z, and you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com. Again, that's robohead spelt with a Z. How about you, Dave?
0: You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveKnot.co.uk.